Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. And I am Jake Trowbridge. The other host of the podcast. Yeah. If and you don't want to sell be generous yourself short it. here. I mean, come on. Look, I'm just a guy with a microphone. That's all I am. Oh, humble man. I like it. I have to be humble this week. I have to be very humble you this week. You do have to be very humble. As I was quite humbled this past week yes. on multiple levels, which we'll discuss. Yeah, we will get into that shortly. <laughs> but first things first, what are we drinking? We Let's are... Let's get into the, the good stuff first here. <laughs> on the positive end of the beer spectrum, yes. today we are drinking from Carbon 4, another Madison local. We're drinking Simply Dusty, a chamomile Saison Farmhouse Ale. Is it Saison or Saison, by the way? I always say Saison. Saison? Okay, let's go with it. But I wonder if it's like a tomato-tomato type thing. You say what you want to say. Sure. I'll go with that. Uh, regardless, it is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about chamomile in things, but I feel like it's not a super potent uh, I mean, flavor a lot of I time. like it for the name, first off. It's, I mean, it's got my name in it. You so. are so not humble right now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it pours a nice uh, a nice light, mm-hmm. almost like a foggy beer. Yeah, I'd say a little bit of haze to it, yeah. which you expect from a farmhouse Ooh. style and a Saison. That has a strong scent to it, I'll say. I don't know if I'm smelling chamomile. I don't. It's there's it something flowery though. Yeah, sure, right. Mm-hmm. So that would be that. Ooh. Oh, that's actually kind of refreshing. That's not too bad. Smooth. No bite to this one. No, very low hops. I like. I think I really like this. Uh, surprisingly, five point eight percent. Yeah, it's not a it's not a weak uh, beer. No, it's higher than it has I, chamomile in it. Doesn't mean it's going to be a weak taster. Higher than I s- expected. Yeah, I think I really like this. And in, in fact, I think I could go back to back on these beers. Which for a lot of times these these styles, I don't know that I could. Mm-hmm. But for this one, I I absolutely could. Yeah, it's all right. Um, not I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's because it's a saison, and that's not my preferred choice of style of beer. You don't but, enjoy the farmhouse. Yeah. Uh, flavors, yeah, I, the wild it is, flavors. It's not a bad beer. I'm not going to say it's a bad beer, just not quite in my wheelhouse. So I'm so not going to say I like it. Simply dusty is simply, eh yeah, for you, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I deserve to have a beer that I enjoy, yes. and that you don't enjoy <laughs> this week. So, so uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. <sighs> so, do we want to? How do we want to? do this how do you want to do it let's let's put it this way okay i want to do this 12 weeks from now (laughs) is that possible all right for those of you who don't uh, know what we are talking about currently weren't following along the last couple of weeks we made a beer bet a couple of weeks ago i made a bet that marvin jones would put up 150 yards over the previous two games Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about how that panned out i do actually (laughs) So, two weeks ago, he had 22 yards. Yeah, rough start. Yes, very rough, rough start. start. Um, and then this week, let's just say it was probably the most I've ever paid attention to a Detroit Lions game in my life. Whilst other, the Packers game was yeah, on, Yeah. by the way. Yes. Well, if you call that a game, but yeah. it was on. And other than the Lions actually playing the Packers. Right. So, right. this was very exciting. So, he needed 100 and 28 yards That's right. to win the bet. In the first half, he had 119 yards. 119. 119 yards. Which is I essentially, thought I it down. essentially in that point, it's it's in the bag. That's right. He basically needed one catch for him. Basically. Well, he had one catch. <laughs> he did. But it was for two fewer yards than it needed to be. Yes. We were glued to this goddamn game. We are a game cast, by the way, because the bar did not have access to this yes. game that we were drinking. So at, ended but... up with... 126 yards. Uh, and victory total. is mine. God damn. I've been looking all day for a stat correction to try and bail me out of what's going to happen here because I have not been the most kind when it has uh, been my turn to no. gift you the results of these bets. So I wasn't expecting you to be uh, gentle this time either. So, And I don't think I am. What, what, what am I getting myself into here? So this is, it says right on the can, the big one. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a fucking silo, by the way. This is a 25-ounce 
malt liquor. Yeah. I will Hurricane. not be drinking all this. It's called Hurricane. High gravity. It says, Category 5 is the world's most powerful hurricane. Hurricane High Gravity brings you an equally bold experience. Uh, uh, comes in at 8.1%. Jesus. And the price was extremely right. Was it? At $1.29. Did they pay you to take it? <laughs> it was $1.29 for 25 ounces. So, What uh, could possibly go wrong Exactly. With this? So here you go, my friend. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very kind. Fuck you, Marvin Jones. <laughs> Fuck you so hey, much. That was probably the closest beer bet we've had so far. Oh, by far. And the most entertaining one we've had so far. I, I will admit, this was uh, actually up until the very end, very <laughs> enjoyable just to follow along with because, again, it kept our interest when uh, the game that we were actually watching oh, was garbage. Was not getting the job done. So, no, it just keeps <sighs> pouring. It just keeps pouring. Right to the tippy top, though. I ain't no fuck around here. But I'm not drinking the remainder of that. No, I don't don't expect you to. That's uh, the big one. Hi, Grant. Where's this out of? Can we... Do we know where this is from? Where this uh, bastion of good taste hails from here? St. Louis. Oh, yeah. It's an Anheuser product. Terrific. (laughs) Terrific. Do you want to... Do you, want to, do you want to get one of these? Do you want to get my face next to it? No, no, just the video will suffice. <laughs> All right. So this will be up on the Twitter machine later this week. Because um, obviously, I've not had a chance to post said video before. Yeah. So yeah, um, It feels good, I'll tell you that. Oh, it does gonna, feel good pressing the, the send It's going to feel great. So yeah, whenever yeah. you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Are you sure? I'm so ready. Drinking out of this classy plastic cup, uh, which is the only way to do it. Oh, oh, there was a little fleck of dust down. I better get that, that off of there to make this more enjoyable for myself. So congratulations on finally winning a beer bet, Dustin. Thank you. This is going to feel bad. Oh. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's so goddamn bad. Oh, I hate it. I hate everything about this. Why do I make these bets? Dustin, tell me why I make these bets. Because they're fun. There's still a little bit left. Oh, oh, we get bonus. Ah. Well, Jake, well done. You took it like a man. That's all you can ask for in these situations. And hopefully uh, there's another one coming for you here uh, soon. I hope that never happens ever again. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, moving on. Boy. That was terrific. (sighs) This is what I... This is what I get. This is what I deserve. Do you want to talk uh, about our mailbag here while I collect my thoughts? Absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll read it off this week. So, this is from at FantasyFanC... That's right. So on Twitter. Clever little name. It is. So, his question for us. As a contender in Dynasty, can I trade Devonta Freeman for a high pick and ride the rest of the season out with Tevin Coleman, Jalen Samuels, Jamal Williams, and J.D. McKissick? Are you ready to talk about it, or should I talk first? I don't think I'm going to be ready to talk for another three <laughs> hours, but let's give it a shot. I, I do actually have some thoughts on this as a current Devonta Freeman owner in one of my dynasty leagues and i don't like what is there for his remaining options no however i really dislike devonta freeman's remaining schedule and it's not as if he's been a locked and loaded even rb2 on a week you hope that's what Mm -hmm. he is but so it depends on how high this pick is yes for me i know you're a contender but what do you think about Oh, nice. Oh, that came out like a Ghostbusters monster. Um, What do you think about that quadra of running backs if he gets rid of Devonta? I don't like it. Tevin Coleman. Oh, yeah. That was a nice notification. Was that your phone just uh, finally loading the video and that was the result of how happy it was? Yes. That sounds good. Tevin Coleman. While you like to think he's the lead back, you just don't know what's going to happen in the San Francisco backfield. Yeah. Jalen well, Samuels. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Samuels, he's the lead back for right now, but 
James Conner should be the uh, lead dog there when he's healthy. Yeah. So he could kind of take a backseat. Jamal Williams, he's been playing well, but I feel like it's been more touchdowns. That's been really boosting his um, playability week to week. Receiving work, but not enough to again kind of hit and miss. And then JD McKissick hasn't done anything. So he had that one game. He had that one game where he would have been a flex play. Okay. <laughs> From but, here on out. But if, if you are a contender in Dynasty, yeah, I don't know that I would make that trade just because you don't have great depth. And let's be honest, you, you're in it for the ship. You want to win. Yeah. You know, I don't... I. If anything, I would try to be trade for more depth than a more quality player. Maybe package a couple of these guys together and trade for an uh, upgrade in running back. That's fair. Here's the only thing that I thought with looking at this is Devonta's upcoming schedule coming off the bye here is as follows. So New Orleans, this is over the next few weeks here, New Orleans twice, mm-hmm. who is very stingy mm-hmm. against running backs. And again, he's not been great outside of that. But he does also get Carolina twice, which has been really favorable. Uh, particularly to pass catchers. Tampa Bay, very stingy again. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, that's going to be week 15. Playoffs there, that's rough. Then Jacksonville for the championship. So he's got some decent matchups that you can play him against. Really Carolina, I think, is you're backing on playing him for those couple of games, and hopefully he gets you that high RB2. Which, again, for two games, if you're a contender, maybe you do it. Mm -hmm. You roll with that, so... Yeah, I don't know that I unless you're getting like a high first round pick for him or something, you can always trade him after the season. Yeah, I'm gonna say keep him. Yes, that's gonna be my. Like I said, unless you can package a couple of those guys for a a better running back, mm-hmm. even even if you take Devonta Freeman and package him with one of those other ones and get a better running back, sure. I would do that. But maybe trade him to a nervous uh, Nick Chubb owner right. with a package deal. Um, to see if you can roll with right. with that. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay. Now that the effects of uh, of the hurricane have worn off a little bit here, I feel like I'm ready to get into the meat of the episode. Right. So let's say we talk about some waiver wire pickups. Let's do it. So we'll start with QB, as always. Yeah. Um, my waiver wire pickup for QB this week is Brian Hoyer. Now, I know they're saying... I'm sorry, who? <laughs> I know they're saying um, Jacoby... Might be able to play this week, but nothing's definite. Yes, back up for the Colts. Yes, so if 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 you have the space on your roster and you're the Jacoby owner and you don't have a better quarterback start, pick him up. He's zero percent rostered on ESPN. He's yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, he he's he's a competent QB. Like he's he's not going to do anything unbelievable. Coming in, you know, what was at the middle of the first quarter. And, you know, without any time with the ones or anything, had 168 yards, three touchdowns, an interception, and a fumble. Yep. Not bad for just stepping in. You know, this guy's been in the league for quite some time. He's a professional, knows what to do. He'll get you a game or two in a pinch. Well, and he'll get you that game against Miami this upcoming yes. week, which is what I like so much about it. Absolutely. So as, a, as a pure streaming option, yeah, I can't really fault that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking at streaming and beyond for for my QB pickup, and it's Kyle Allen. So mm-hmm. he's made an appearance or two on this list previously, and he's still only 6.4% rostered. Cam Newton now on IR. His season yep. is done-zo. done Done. Kyle Allen was really bad against San Francisco because quarterbacks tend to be really bad against San yes. Francisco. All teams are bad one against One exception, <laughs> one very recent exception um, in Kyler Murray. But otherwise, it's what, it's what you expected. But Kyle Allen now gets, unfortunately, for me to say, Green Bay, who proved that they are very susceptible to chunk mm-hmm. yardage. Um, not going to give up maybe a lot of touchdowns necessarily, but he should get plenty of yardage this mm-hmm. week. Um, and the rest of his schedule... Not not bad at all. He gets Atlanta twice, which you love. Nice. Um, New Orleans, not as great against the pass as they might uh, seem. Washington, pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't have a tough matchup all the way through the end of the fantasy year. So 
Look, I don't think he has the craziest upside necessarily, but for a guy who can go in and get you 25 points in a week, and and so you don't have to worry about it, I think he's uh, as reasonable as anybody to, to pick up. All right. Moving on to running backs, Yeesh. I've got Devin Singletary as my waiver wire pickup. Now, he's a little bit more rostered, but I'll be honest, looking at the waiver wire, looking for guys that have a chance to really make an impact, there's not a lot out there that I would be interested in picking up. Um, so Devin Singletary, 66% rostered. So 66.6, I just checked today, Ooh. by the way. Mark Ooh. of the Beast. That's Are right. you sure you want to follow through with this? Absolutely. Okay. Last is on you. Last week <laughs> against Washington, he had 20 carries and three receptions. He balled out. He finally stepped up. He had a majority of the uh, uh, snaps in the run running back backfield, mm-hmm. as opposed to Frank Gore being kind of the lead back. It seems like that's finally shifting what we thought it was going to do earlier in the season. Uh, he's got Cleveland uh, this upcoming week, which isn't a bad matchup. I think they finally see that he is the future. He is healthy, finally. And I think they're going to run him into the ground. Yeah, right. I think they were kind of like easing him in after mm-hmm. his injury, obviously. Absolutely. Which is why you didn't get those dominant performances coming coming back from that. But yeah, last week, I mean, that looked real nice. Yep. The amount of usage there. Uh, yep. I like it. Now, again... 66.6% owned, but that obviously means he's available in the third of the league. So mm-hmm. there's he's a chance out there, he's out there. You better damn well check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am going to pivot to I had a couple of guys in this spot. Uh, I thought about maybe even listing Kareem Hunt if he's available in your league, but I don't really love that idea. It's more of a flyer, really more of a dart throw with Kareem Hunt, I yeah. still feel. Because um, you just have no clue what that usage is yeah. going to look Maybe like. Maybe next week we'll be talking about him as a good waiver wire pickup. I agree. This week it's possible. It'd be dicey unless you're really in that bye week apocalypse position where you literally have no other running backs and he's available. That it's like, hey, throw him out there for a dart throw and see what happens. Or if deal. you've got the space to hold him and you, and you just want to pick him up because, hey, I already have four quality running backs. Why not see exactly. and maybe hold him away from another uh, team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go go and do that for sure. But um, for the meantime, I want to talk a little bit about Darius Geis. And I am curious to see what you think about this. But I like him as a pickup for similar reasons as Kareem Hunt, honestly. Um, except I feel like we'll know a little bit more about what his usage is going to look like with Washington. Who... Look, they're not a good team, but they have come out and said and done uh, what they've said they want to do, which is run the ball a whole lot. And Adrian Peterson has been a beneficiary. Obviously, he's there, and and that could get into a muddy timeshare situation, but I think it's worth picking him up. He's only 32.6%. And you you have to remember, last time Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson were both healthy, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the season, Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch. Yes. So... They obviously liked Geis enough early in the season that they didn't feel like they needed AP. For sure. For Yes. My only question really about him is how heavy are they going to lean on him mm-hmm. coming off the injury in what is a lost year essentially right. for them? Will they give him all the work? If he's healthy enough, yes, they will. Um, I, I really don't doubt that. That's my only question. But again, pick him up because his strength of schedule is real good. Uh, Weeks 11 through 14, there's not a defense that he faces that is outside the bottom 12 against the run. Mm. So I think that's an incredible stretch if he gets the workload. Um, And it's worth checking out. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. Wide receivers. I've got Jamison Crowder this week. Jamison Chowder. What is not to like about this guy? He plays for... The Jets, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one thing. I'm just saying, you ask. He plays with the Ghostbuster himself. Yeah. Oh. It, but... I, I think he's more like that kid from The Sixth Sense than the Ghostbuster. Well, Ghostbusters okay. see yes. the ghost, but then they also do something about the ghost. That kid really just saw the ghost and he couldn't do anything. It took a Bruce Willis to come in and handle it. Well, he was a ghost himself, so... Yeah, but I'm see I'm saying Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, all right, go on. Sam Darnold, <laughs> he needs to throw it to someone. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson obviously isn't getting it done. 
much to both of our chagrin. We were both very high on him yeah. coming into the season. It's unfortunate. There's been multiple weeks where he's had six, eight, 14 receptions. He gets peppered with targets. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's had the last four weeks, nine, five, five, nine. And he had New England and Dallas in there as well. So tougher defenses. Still getting peppered with targets. He hasn't found the end zone a ton this year, but that doesn't really matter, especially if you're in a full PPR league. Mm-hmm. I mean, just getting all those receptions is just money in the bank. And he's got the Giants this week. Chris Herndon doesn't seem to be around anywhere. Yeah, even I don't understand what's happening Maybe there. he's turned into a ghost. It seems like it. Or maybe that's why... Uh, oh my God! Maybe that's why he can't find him is because he's not a ghost. Oh, oh, Because oh. he can only see ghosts. Remember? So Sam Darnold is only playing with ghost players at this point. Yes. It's like a Field of Dreams situation yeah, for Sam Darnold. Maybe. Or it's all like the entire yeah. Jets roster. I'm guessing, especially Adam Gaze. Yes. Probably. But okay. Anyway. We digress. Yes. Um, but I love him this week. Got a great defense to go up against. I think, like I said, he's going to continue to get peppered with targets. For sure. For sure. He's a target hog. Um, interesting pickup for wide receiver that uh, that I recommend uh, picking up to stash just in case is Josh Reynolds, mm-hmm. uh, who was the wide receiver four for the Rams coming into the season. He is somebody that I was touting in the offseason as uh, if there's such a thing as a wide receiver handcuff, it's him. And that holds true still. Um, there are three quality wide receivers on the Rams. If any of them got hurt, I was personally thinking Cooper Cup <laughs> would be that guy. Um, Josh Reynolds is the de facto Ben number three. We saw that last week when Brandon Cooks went out with yet another concussion, his second in a month, and his fifth that we know of overall in his career. It's getting pretty dicey for Brandon Cooks. I I would not be surprised if they hold him out at least one more week, maybe even the season at this point. That wouldn't shock me. Um, And Brandon Cooks has produced when he's gotten in there. Um, Going back to last year when he did fill in for Cooper Cup, he was a guy who got people some wins in in crunch time during the fantasy playoffs. Um, He was heavily targeted in the red zone. Even when he filled in this last week on short notice, just got stuffed in there. He got eight targets, was second only to Cooper Cup in the target range, and... I like the idea that you can put him in as a as a wide receiver three in mm-hmm. your in your lineup. Absolutely. Okay, then we'll finish up our waiver wire pickups with tight ends. I've got Jack Doyle this week. Jack Jack seat back. I'm doubling up on the Colts. Yeah. But here's why I like him. Granted, he has Miami. But Miami's been surprisingly good against tight ends. They are probably in the bottom third of the league as far as points against. Um, so, so they're actually doing pretty good. But here's what I like. You have backup quarterback, most likely starting this week. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but Hoyer's most likely starting. T.Y. Houghton is battling injury. Yeah, and looks like he's not going to. Looks make like it he's not going to play. No. Paris Campbell's out. He broke his hand. Yes, I so mean, he's out. Falling apart. Who else are they going to throw to? Naheem Hines. <laughs> yeah, Naheem Hines. I mean, you got Ebron. Maybe Deion Kane. Maybe, but it is a lot of maybes, and that's all it is. I mean, Marlon Mack will get some usage, but you, you need someone that's reliable, and I think Jack Doyle can be that man. He could be that man. That's right. I believe in him. And I actually do think that that Hoyer to Doyle connection mm-hmm. could be a real honest yeah. thing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we did see it a little bit last game, and I think that it could could continue. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, the guy that I'm advising to pick up is also due to injuries around him. It's Mike Gusecki. I'm talking about Miami. He's the Miami tight end in his second year here. I kind of expected bigger things to this point mm-hmm. than what he's given. He's really been not involved, uh, but at all. But now Preston Williams, the rookie who was doing so well for them, and, and I was so high on, is now out. He's down for the count. Really sucks. Uh, for him, I, I read a stat today that he was actually on pace for the second most receiving yards of any undrafted rookie Ooh. in the Super Bowl era, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
he's Gonzo now. Yes, very Mark, disappointing. Mark Walton now suspended for four games. Yeah, sorry to all those people out there that spent all their uh, fab or waiver priority on, on Mr. Walton. I hope that you didn't, but I understand why you would, because starting running back and all that. Um, but it's it's now, uh, again, it's a, it's an attrition game. Everybody else is dropping like flies around him. Gusecki did have a really nice showing this past week, his first of the season, I'd argue. Um, he got six targets, six receptions, 95 yards. That's nice. Granted, it was against the Jets. So I understand there's a bit of an asterisk there. Um, but with those guys out, and with that, there is no depth at running back. Mm-hmm. They traded away Kenyon Drake. He's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's rookie, um, oh, is who it is Miles it? Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, yep, or Patrick Laird, or Kalen Balage, who you know is not going to catch any passes. That is no. written in stone. I'm, I'm thinking this written could be in stone uh, hands. Miles Gaskin might get a lot of play. It's possible, and he, he certainly would be a better pass catcher. I mean, but, he was drafted by this regime where Kalen Balage was in the previous regime. So. Sure, sure. Now, if Miles Gaskin usurps Kalen Balage as the principal running back, that could change a lot of things. Right. But I think if they stick with how it's going right now, a lot of the run game, quote-unquote, could eat, actually run through the tight ends. I think yes. you could see a ton of tight end screens, and Mike mm-hmm. Gusecki could be the guy getting mm-hmm. that. But even with Preston Williams gone, that's the highest target share on the team is gone with him. Sure, they'll lean on Devontae Parker, which is also interesting. If he's out on your waivers for some reason, I wouldn't. Well, Not the worst option I, in the I'd world with Mr. Yolo yeah. chucking the ball around. I'd consider it, but uh, I also like Gusecki. Okay. Now, who are we disliking? Yes, who are we cutting bait on? Heading into week 10. Do you yes. mind if I kick things off? Go, by all means. Okay. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. D-Fizzle? I think, yes. Now is the time to bring out the D-Fizzle. I think we're... I shouldn't speak for everybody here. <laughs> I personally was expecting an upgrade from Eli Manning, at least from a fantasy perspective, mm-hmm. and from a real NFL perspective. And I think from the real-life side, maybe that's true. From the fantasy side, that is just not holding water. He's having your typical rookie season. Sure. But I, I think we were expecting a crest a little bit more than this crash that's happening here. Here's what's happened five of his last six games for Daniel Jones. He's had one touchdown, only one. Mm-hmm. He's thrown for under 230 yards in every single game. A lot of them under 200 yards. And he's had at least two turnovers in every single game. It's not what you want to roll out a starting quarterback for. Mm-hmm. I- if anything, with a guy like this, you're hoping for that, that Kyle Allen floor of 20 points. And Daniel Jones has the propensity he's shown and last night's game against Dallas was ugh, rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what you can kind of expect from him now is is inconsistency and turnovers. And you just have to hope that he finds dump-offs to his guys that will do the work for him and get some mm-hmm. touchdowns. But I'm not banking on that, so I'm saying goodbye. All right. So my QB this week, and this is really just a one-week cut bait on him. You don't want to start him. I don't like the matchup at all. Is, More of a fade than yes, an outright country. Yes, is Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. I know he, he had this... dropped the Q from his name, by the way. Yeah. Is that is that yeah, absolutely. For, for a point? It is. It <laughs> okay. is. Okay. I know this last week, it was great, but let's be honest, it was Arizona. He had the four touchdowns. This last week was the first week he first time all season he's thrown for over three hundred yards. He's only had more than two touchdowns in a game twice this season. He's got Seattle this week. And granted, it's a home game for them. But Seattle's tough defense. I don't... I just... I, I just... I got a bad feeling about it. I don't like the matchup. Okay. It, he's now, thrown in at least one interception in all but two of his games this season. So he's good for interceptions. I just, I don't know. I but just he's don't not trust an it. outright terrible option, is he? Because Seattle's not the Seattle of old. They're for not. Defense. They're not the Legion of Boom. No, they're they're the Legion of. Maybe we'll get some turnovers. They're not. They're not. I don't think that Seattle is like an. You have to sit this no, quarterback but, against them. 
but even against other defenses you would consider easier to throw against. Tampa Bay, he only had 16 points. Pittsburgh, only 14 points. Yeah. You you the Washington game, him. you got to throw out. It was only four points, but that was the water monsoon bowl. Right. So, I mean, that one I don't really count. Mm-hmm. You know, Carolina, only 15 and a half points. He just... He he struggles with better defenses. Let's put it that way. He hasn't he hasn't proven it yet this season. Uh, but coming up, I do like his schedule. He's got Arizona again, Green Bay, Atlanta in the playoffs here. So yes. he's he's got some good matchups coming up. I wouldn't drop him off your roster. Just find a different option for this week. So as a streamer, you're looking. Hey, put somebody ahead of him. Uh, let me list you a list mm-hmm. of names here. And would you start these guys over Jimmy Garoppolo this week? Okay. He has he has Seattle, but would you start Josh Allen this week? Uh, who does he got? Hold on. Hold I gotta, on. I got to know the teams are playing. Do you though? Okay. Yes. Josh, Josh Allen gets Cleveland. Yeah, I think I would start him. Okay, so you're comfortable rolling him out over Jimmy G, not mm-hmm. Q. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about um, Philip Rivers against Oakland? Yes. Okay. How about Ooh, how about your waiver wire pickup against Miami? How about Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer or Jimmy Garoppolo? This is a big line here. Um, I understand the defense, but... I, I, I would probably go Jimmy G just because okay. he has more upside. Okay. Okay. One last name because I'm... Uh, I'm very curious how stingy you are uh, on this line here. Ryan Tannehill versus Kansas City. Potential um, shootout, quote unquote. Yeah, I would probably say anytime anybody faces Kansas Jimmy G. Okay. Although it's closer than I'd like to think. Sure. So again, fade, not an outright drop. Absolutely. Would you recommend trading him off his high game if you could? If if you could do it and get something good for it, absolutely. Okay. Especially if he's your second quarterback. You know, if for some reason you have a better option on your team, yeah, if you're, there's some reason you can trade him, go for it. Which, to be fair, let's. it's not like you drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth round of your Well, draft, you shouldn't have. Right, or, or probably spent a lot of capital mm-hmm. on him on, uh, on your dynasty league. Mm-hmm. So you should potentially have a better option this week. Mm-hmm. Um, running backs to cut bait on? Look, I took the low-hanging fruit. But it's low-hanging for a reason because it, it's begging me to grab it. And it's Mark Walton running back for the Miami Dolphins. I already talked about he suspended four games. Yep. And he plays for Miami. Yep. So what more do you need to hear? Cut, the, cut him off your goddamn roster. Enough said. Yep. I have Ty Johnson, Detroit Lions. He only had nine carries this last week against a very good matchup with Oakland. He only had seven carries the week before in a good matchup with the Giants. He's got Chicago this week, Dallas next week, a couple of bad matchups. He's not nearly as involved as we thought he was going to be. They basically handed the reins over to Matt Stafford and said, here, throw the ball as much as you can. Get it to your wide receivers. And he's not throwing it to Ty Johnson. Yeah. So, I mean, that's working for them. I just don't see him being involved. So, drop it. That one has to sting for a lot of people. Absolutely. As much as people might have bought up on on Mark Walton, per se, mm-hmm. I think people spent a lot to get Ty Johnson. Yes. So that's, that's rough. But, uh, look, I'm taking the easy one again. Sorry. I knew coming into this I was going to have to be dealing with a lot of aftermath <laughs> from this garbage beer bet. Uh, so, Deshaun Jackson, cut him off your roster. He is having surgery. His season is likely done. Um, he had just come back off of an injury in week nine just to get one catch, one catch for five yards. Here is a note, though, as I was researching this that I want to share with everybody because I can't believe how this has been glossed over. If you, if you note in his little write-ups that are going around, it says, quote, tore his abdominal muscle off the bone. Why are people not talking about that? That is fucking horrifying. That is more grotesque than anything that you might watch in a Silence of the Lambs-esque movie. Tore his ab muscle off the bone. What the what the fuck? I don't know. I don't All know right. what to tell you. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out there. Just everybody's asking, acting like that's no big deal. Sure. Yeah. 
Let's gloss over that. I, I stubbed my toe in a, in a door and I am crying for weeks over it. And this guy is just out playing football. Just playing through when his head yep. also gets torn off the phone. That's right. Oh boy. All right. Moving on to yours. All right. I've got Kenny Stills. Now, hmm. I know it hurts to say this. He has the bye this week, but that's not why I'm saying drop him. He's been injured. He's been dinged up. Mm-hmm. And he just hasn't been that involved with with the games. He's had no more than six targets in a game. He's been averaging four to five, which isn't great. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. So you're basically hoping that he busts a big playoff. But that's probably not going to happen when you're injured and can't run very well. <laughs> And coming off the bye, he's got Baltimore, which I don't like that matchup either. He's got New England a couple weeks after that, Denver, Tennessee. So, I mean, he's got some some good defenses to go up against. Yeah. And I, I just don't see him getting it done. I don't think Baltimore is as tough of a match. I think it's like a Seattle thing. I think Baltimore is not a terrible matchup for wide receivers, but I've 100% him on board. He's not going to be able to do anything about it. Yes. He just... It sucks. I was really amped for mm-hmm. Kenny Stills when he got there. And Absolutely. then with a Will Fuller injury, Absolutely. I thought, here's his time. This is it. He's he finally shine. has a good quarterback throwing to him. Like it, It's going to be amazing. And let me be honest, it's not like he's been outright terrible no. by any means. He had a 100-yard receiving game. That's real nice. But like Will Fuller, he is into that trap where there's yes. no way I can start him with, with confidence. With less touchdowns, yeah. apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. That, that's rough. Um, talking to tight ends now, which we love to talk about, mm-hmm. tight end cuts more than tight end pickups, obviously. Yes. A lot easier. I'm going to go with the little, see, I did the easy ones. Now I'm going to choose one that's a little bit left to center. I'm going to say Jason Witten. Now, Witten had... This is interesting. Witten had himself a game last night against mm-hmm. the Giants. Because Jason Witten always has a game against the Giants. He is their kryptonite for some reason. I don't know how. He is a thousand <laughs> years old and should be much easier to cover than, than what he is. But he was peppered with targets. He got nine targets, eight receptions, only 58 yards. So it's not like he blew up by any means. Mm-hmm. But for Jason Witten, I think that qualifies as a blow-up game, honestly. But the thing is, if you can sell him somehow off of that huge target game, you you have to. A, because he's a, a, a mediocre tight end at best. But also, uh, again, what has he done for you the rest of the season? If he hasn't gotten a touchdown, which he hasn't done since week two, mm-hmm. he has not gotten you more than double digits. So... And I, we even talk about how tight ends are abysmal. The landscape itself yes. is real bad. But he does not have upside outside of this Giants game to where I think, I want to start him. Maybe he'll get me a couple of touchdowns. Or, hey, maybe he'll go off for like 80 yards. It's never going to happen. I don't want that in my tight end spot. I want the upside. Okay. And we'll finish off this segment with my tight end. It's Delaney Walker. Mm. He's been hurt. There's no guarantees coming back this week. I know he hopes to play, but... Every player hopes to play. Exactly. So, I just don't see it. Jonu Smith has been showing up. He's been doing better. He's taken that... In his second year, he's taken a step forward uh, compared to what we all expected last year, you know, coming in as a rookie. We had very high hopes for him. Uh, especially with Walker being out all season. We're like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen, and it didn't. But he's making steps. You're, you're seeing improvements. Tight ends usually take three to four years before they really get into their own. Yep. But you are seeing improvement this year. Oh, yeah. Walker is 35 years old. Like, he's at the end of his career. Going on 80. Yeah, it's just you're, you're seeing the changing of the guard here. And, and while Walker will probably still play, He's just not going to be getting the targets and, and catches that you need. And it's not as if Walker was lighting up the scoreboards before he went exactly. down. Outside of that week one performance, which yes. was incredible. But. Yep, I am I am fully on board. Let's get into the worst of the worst. We've talked yes. bad. Let's Shit talk show worse. of the week. <laughs> yep. All right. Do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to, to lead us off here? Um, I'll lead us off, because I don't want you to talk about yours, because it makes me sad. But, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I have Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. He, 
Yards-wise, if I, if I start with this, you're going to say, oh, decent game. 309 yards. Decent game. Decent game. No, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, two fumbles. Not good. Yes, yeah, that second part that I have the issue yes. with. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, he finally crashed back down to earth, and it's going to cost him his job. Because apparently Nick Foles is coming back after the uh, bye. We did not talk about this at the lead of the show, but holy fuck, they're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. They obviously missed the trade deadline if they yes. were going to try that, so guess we should have expected this. Yeah. Boy. So, yeah, Gardner Minshew, he did not help himself. And showing. it makes showing. me sad. It's a turnover thing, which has been a consistent issue for him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got those, those uh, fizzle hands mm-hmm. that just uh, they can't hold on to everything that he should be holding on to. And you're right. I think it mm-hmm. cost him his job. Yep. How sad is that? That Minshew mania could be over so quickly. Oh, it'll be back. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Maybe not this year. With a different team, probably. Same team. With, probably with a different team. You think they'll try and try and move him in the off season? It wouldn't surprise me. I guess it depends a lot on what Foles does yeah, from this point forward. Absolutely, they'll probably be moving one of them. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled, but mm-hmm. not for 2019. Uh, so mine that you alluded to is very sad to talk about. It's it was sad for me to type this out, but it had to be typed. Uh, we have to be transparent, mm-hmm. and I cannot let my homerism get in the way of, of our hard-hitting journalism here. It's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, um, who everybody, including myself, had very high hopes for in this particular matchup, where it could have been running back, ah, uh, running back, mm-hmm. a Melvin Gordon versus Aaron Jones kind of situation. Um, did not pan out that way. 30 rushing yards for Aaron Jones and one reception for negative one yard. That is his final stat line. Mm-hmm. Sad. Packers just did not get into any no. sort of rhythm, couldn't run their game plan that they wanted to do, and this mm-hmm. is what happened with Aaron Jones. I would have thought he was a little more game plan proof mm-hmm. than that because of the way we saw him utilized as a wide receiver. So I'm curious. I don't know if you saw anything about Aaron's um, comments about the game yeah. where, where guys weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. In the lead up to the game. Yeah. Where they got there, so, what was it, two days yeah, early? Yeah, so do you think it was like a whole Varsity Blues situation where they went out and partied all night and just were all sorts of hungover and... From what I've heard, from what I've heard around uh, uh, the water cooler, it wasn't to that extreme. But you have to; it has to be something along those lines. It's obviously, something it? happened. It was, yeah, it was brutal. But my bigger question is: and I'm not speaking specifically for Aaron Jones. I'm just sure. team in general. Oh yeah, they all looked sluggish yes. and had a case of the dropsies, and mm-hmm. it, it was all bad all around for that team. I will say: Do you think that Aaron Jones going forward does he suffer from Devonte being back in? to this extent from here on out? I don't think it'll be to this extent. I think this game plan was bad all around. Obviously, players didn't show up to play. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they focused on Devontae a little bit more than than normal just because they wanted to make sure he was involved coming back from the injury. Sure. Um, so I, I hope that's not the case. So throw this one out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is just an aberration. Just throw it out. And you have to believe us on be this because this we're completely uh, not favorite. That's right. This yeah, absolutely not. We're, we're impartial. Uh, yes. All, right. <laughs> all right, but the shit shows are gone. Yes. we're on to the good, the positive best matchups. Best matchups for Week Ten. Who do you got for quarterback? Lamar Jackson going up against Cincinnati. They are giving up the fifth most points to quarterback on the season. And, and he just came out, had a, a really good game against the number one defense in the league. He sure and did. And granted, you were going to see a letdown eventually. No defense is that good for that long. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is it was against the number one defense. He balled out. He's going to continue to ball out against Cincinnati. He's matchup proof? Question mark? I think he's matchup proof he's, now, isn't he? He's getting there. Okay. Could you, you na- could you pick a single defense where if he played them, you'd say, maybe not? Uh, I, don't I can't know. even think of one that is like a ball-hawking defense that could maybe get after him. I, I, I really got San Francisco, maybe? Mm-hmm. But Kyler Murray. Why not? I don't know. True. I don't I think know. he's to that point for me. I where, and look, I took a lot of flack on Twitter, yes. rightfully so. Ahead of this game, I suggested, only suggested... That there was a possibility, maybe you don't play Lamar this week because mm-hmm. he could have a, a rougher showing than normal against this defense. And obviously, 
he did quite well. Yes. Um, and as a Lamar Jackson owner, now I have full confidence starting him moving forward. Um, but for me, the the matchup to look at this week, uh, kind of piling on a little bit for the Packers, but it's Phillip Rivers against Oakland. We saw what he did against this bend-don't-break uh, Packers defense this last week. And, yeah, the touchdowns weren't there for him, but – he he did plenty enough to get you get you by for the week, mm-hmm. but now he gets to take on Oakland. Oakland is is just a honeycomb defense. There are just so many goddamn holes on this defense. We saw them get destroyed by Matt Stafford, um, and I think any quarterback going up against them now is damn near a must start unless you have somebody like a Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson on your team. Okay. Well, I am doing a pivot here. Yeah, I think you my, have to. For my I running just, back. I just saw this. Um, so I, I filled this out last night before the news broke about Lev Bell and his getting an MRI. And he's they don't know if he's going to play this week. Because uh, I really did like the matchup against the Giants. Oh, yeah. Um, so I need to pivot here. And my pivot is going to be Derrick Henry. Ooh, gross. Yeah, I know. It's gross. But it's on the fly. Um, Kansas City is giving up the second most points to running back on the season. That's outrageous, by the way. Wow. Yeah, that's what it says. I would have never imagined that. Yes, they are giving up on average 143 yards per game. And... Just over one touchdown per game. So this could be a very good week for Derrick Henry. I think you can start him. Yeah, it, you do have to shrug off a little bit what's happened to him recently because it's not its not all his fault. It has been a lot of poor matchups. Yes. Uh, situations. And again, for the majority of the season, he's been great. So He's I only been under back. double digits twice this season. Yeah, bounce back 100%. Exactly. Could be on the way here. So yep. I like that quick pivot. Thank you. Kudos. Now, if Le'Veon Bell does play and everything is right as rain, we haven't heard that it's negative news necessarily. Right, right. They did sign Josh Adams, which means next to nothing for me. I think that's just cheap insurance. There was some talk, apparently, they signed Josh Adams to keep him away from the Dolphins. Yeah, which, which really? Gaze. Eh, wouldn't Are you, shock me. Because that with those googly, crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's crazy like a fox. Or just something crazy. else, or just yeah. crazy. <laughs> but if you had to pick, if if it's a healthy Lev Bell or Derrick Henry, do you have one in mind who you would rather start over the other? If Lev Bell is a hundred percent healthy, I would mm-hmm. start him because you, you got the receiving. receiving. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly what I was wondering. Again, Derrick Henry is what he is in the receiving mm-hmm. game. It's just not going to happen a ton for him. Yeah. I mean, he gets a few targets a game. And he could break that target for Absolutely. 80 yards he in could. a touchdown. But um, but I, I think consistency-wise, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would also lean Bill. Um, I am going to go ahead and say to David Montgomery owners, if there are any of you still out there in redraft particularly, uh, feel confident. Feel confident this week firing him up against Detroit. And this is not just because he finally found the end zone a couple of times this last game against Philly, but it kind of is because Philadelphia is notoriously bad uh, as a matchup for running backs. Mm-hmm. But Detroit is about the worst. In fact, oh wait, nope, it is currently the worst uh, against running backs. And so for David Montgomery, who's been coming on a little bit more, um, his attempts are now firmly hovering in that double-digit plus range. Um, you can you can now feel much better, and he is getting enough receiving work too, mm-hmm. uh, to even make up for if he has inefficiencies in that run game. Where uh, he, look, he's not a must-start. But he's an RB2 for me this particular week. Okay. Wide receivers. I've got Kelvin Ridley. Not necessarily maybe the greatest matchup on the planet. But this is this is a segment called Best Matchups, Dustin. I know. But <laughs> just let me finish. But okay, fine. So, you know, Julio Jones is going to be blanketed by Lattimore. Yeah. So that is going to free up 
Calvin Ridley. I think he can ball out even in this matchup where it's maybe not the best. I mean, New Orleans is in the top 10 for um, giving up fantasy points to wide receivers, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. But you have to remember, uh, Tampa Bay game a few weeks back, Mike Evans got skunked. Chris Godwin balled out huge. That's a good point. So I really think Calvin Ridley can eat this week, and you should not hesitate in starting him. I like it. And Sanu's gone now. Mm -hmm. The the boogeyman who was uh, vulturing so many targets from him. To be fair, I guess Russell Gage has kind of now filled that role. but, Eh. But I don't think, yeah, I don't... I don't think he's as much of a threat. Yes. Regardless, I agree. Smash matchup for him. I am gonna I'm gonna put somebody in here who I just told everybody to drop last week. With good reason. Mm-hmm. Because four of his five matchups from that point forward were either abysmal or a bye week. But this particular week, this I, is that I one. even noted last week, if you wanted to hold him for this one game, that's fine. But if you held him for for this game, you had damn well better play him. Mm-hmm. It's Larry Fitzgerald, and he gets to take on the Tampa Bay defense. Uh, Tampa Bay is ju- they have committed everything. They put all their eggs into the run stopping basket, yep. and the wide receivers are just having a fucking field day. So, Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk, maybe mm-hmm. honestly fire up your Keyshawn Johnson if you got him in in this particular matchup. I think. Uh, as with all Tampa Bay matchups, shootout potential yeah, is hanging here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, because not like Arizona is anything special on the mm-hmm. defense. So I think, again, if you held him, you got to play him this week. I like it. All right, we'll finish up with tight ends. Can I preemptively boo your tight end selection? Why? Because it's too easy. Oh, Mr. Players to Cut Bait on, two of the easiest ones, the low-hanging fruit. Well, yeah. But I deserved that because I had to drink this no, bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so have I have it. I have George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason why: Seattle gives up the third most points to the tight end in the league. They do. Yes, they do. It's surprising. So that's why I like him this week. It's not just because no, just because he's George Kittle. Yeah, just not because he's George Kittle. <laughs> but I, I mean, I really think he could have one of his highest point totals of the season. Um, even though I, I'm, I was fading his quarterback. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that he still can't have a very good day. Do you expect? Because see, again, Seattle not as crazy hard of a defense as they have been overall in previous weeks. If you had to make one decision, who gets mm-hmm. more targets in this game? Is it George Kittle or is it Emmanuel Sanders? Probably Kittle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, I, I mean, you can't not start George Kittle. I'm fully on board with this, but I, I, of course, have to give you some level of shit about it. Of course. Um, you can feel free to give me some level of shit about mine, but I really like mine. And it's people who have this guy probably don't even like hearing his name much at this point. But TJ Hawkinson deserves to be a streamer at least this week. If if you have him, you, you got to be able to fire him up this week. He There was concern about concussions with him uh, coming out of that Oakland game. He's been cleared. He's good. Um, Chicago. He gets Chicago this week. Rivalry game, obviously. But Chicago is really terrible against tight ends all of a sudden. And it really has been all of a sudden. Like the last few weeks, it has been abysmal for Chicago going against tight ends. They are now fourth worst against the position. So all this adds up to me to say, TJ Hawkinson, if you have him, here's the time where you can finally feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. Absolutely. All right. We're going to get bold. Yeah, let's finish up with some bold predictions. As always, let's try for once to yes. get these correct. Absolutely. But God damn it, we're not going to be safe about no. it still. It, well, then it would be the... safe predictions, and that's just not nearly as fun a segment. Maybe for next season? Maybe. Safe we'll predictions? See. We'll see. Yeah. If, if at the end of this season we have missed on literally every single bold prediction, maybe we do a back-to-back. Maybe we do a bold prediction and then a safe Ooh, prediction. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Write us and tell us how you feel yeah. about that. Absolutely. Okay. So do you want to start us off? Yeah, I will. I I am projecting here. I I had to get the ickiness off of me. Talking about Aaron Jones and our shit show of the week. uh, Feature 
Bold prediction this week, Aaron Jones puts up 150 total yards, both rushing and receiving. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I think this has to be a bounce-back game. And, again, this is not just me being a hopeful homer. Right, of um, course. I, I think the, the logistics pan this out. Look, they've only had a, two games in total where this offense has looked like this. Um, and in general, Aaron Jones has thrived in situations where you expect him to thrive. And he gets to take on Carolina this week, who is real bad against running backs. Um, I do think that they they plan him a little bit better. They scheme him as a better receiver this time around, which is why I wanted to incorporate the total yardage mm-hmm. here. But I think... Uh, I'm comfortable. I think this is going to be my first real smash uh, bold prediction. I hope so, because that should mean the Packers' offense is humming along. There you go. There you go. All right. But on to you. I've got Zeke is going to have 125-yard rushing and two rushing touchdowns against Minnesota this week. I've been burned by you putting Zeke in this slot before. I know. You know? I feel like it's bad juju. But it's a bold prediction Minnesota's rush defense very good yes yes indeed but Zeke is also equally very good so (laughs) (laughs) something's got to give here and I think it's going to be Zeke and and a little extra bold because coming out for the Monday night game Mm -hmm. Zeke had a goose in the touchdown department Mm -hmm. Um, now he he did smash in overall yards yes. so 139 and yards he's due for some positive regression as far as the touchdowns go he has not had that many this season so yeah. i hope so as a frequent zeke owner i hope that this is correct because i would love to to see that yes all right so this is the bipocalypse this week this is as bad as it gets yep we got six teams on by we got the broncos texans jaguars patriots eagles and redskins so do not start them. They will not get you any points. Six teams. Yes. Six. Te- when will the NFL ever learn? Never. That this is not optimal for my fantasy. I know. Lineup. Will they? Will they respond to any of my letters? Probably not. Probably not. So, like I said, this is as bad as it gets. I think there's only one more week with bye teams, and then we're done. So we're almost through bye weeks. Thank God. Just in time for the fantasy playoffs. Pretty much. Yep, pretty much. We're getting awful damn close here. But for the time being, again, if you're in this Biopalooza and and you don't see any light, I encourage you to rewind to the beginning of this episode and check up our waiver wire pickups. That's right. This is why part of why we do this is for reasons exactly like this. Mm-hmm. So, I think that about ends it for this week. This indeed. Great show. If I do say so myself. Yeah, after a rocky start, I think it really got on track uh, after I got the uh, the demons out of me from that horrible, horrible, one more time, horrible beer yes. that you decided to gift me this week, you son of a bitch. Well. <laughs> Holy shit. All because of two yards. I, I follow the golden rule. Two unto others? Yeah. As they have already done to you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I apologize for nothing, and I assume that you do as well. Absolutely. So, or even Stephen. So you can find us at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. Throw us uh, any questions. Start sit. Dynasty. We're not just redraft. We do it all. So any questions you may have, let us know. Uh, we'll read it on, on on the next episode. Yep. But we will also answer that promptly prior to the episode so you can make your decision in a timely manner we won't leave you hanging we'll answer you directly and then we'll let our listeners also be the beneficiaries of that info absolutely and you can find me at ff dusty dog you can find me at jake trowbridge and of course us together at drinking fans that's right uh please go out subscribe Give us a rate and review. We do appreciate uh, the reviews and the feedback about the uh, show. Yeah, even if it's brutally honest. Yeah. We want to know. Absolutely. Is there something that you want us to do that we're not doing? Is there something that we're doing too much of that you want us to stop doing? I mean, I I hope not because I think that we've been flawless, you would say, to this point? Pretty well. Yeah. Flawless, yeah. Absolutely. Except for, again, except for this hurricane, which is a big glitch. This Hurricane High Gravity Beer was a big glitch in our system. But we will correct that moving forward. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. All right. Until next week, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.